Welcome to the Joy of Living, featuring your host, Barry Shore. In this time of busy, busy and rush, rush, we don't always take the time to appreciate the life that we have and the love of those around us. Now, the ambassador of joy invites you to take a moment, no, take an hour and find the joy of living. Here is Barry Shore. Good morning, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. That's what defines a good-looking person. Barry Shore here, broadcasting to you throughout the world via this amazing thing called Internet Radio. Everybody, 97.3% of the people in the entire planet have access to the Internet. Now, not all of you are listening at the moment, but thank God there are over 253,728 people that tune in and listen to us regularly. And we're very happy because this show called The Joy of Living exists for one reason only, and that is for you, Y-O-U, you, or E-W-E, you. It's only for you. That's the only reason we're here, that we speak, that we bring to you great people and beings who can enliven and enhance everything about you. So as you know, we do a few things in the beginning of the show. We have a a shout out because we have people listening from all over the world. And I recognize uh, from usually two different cities from different places in the world, we'll say hello to. And we work with something called acronyms, which of course are the first letter of um, in a particular word or a phrase, and we reframe it because it's my new book that's coming out, God willing, by May 31st, and the book is called Reframing the Art of Living. So we'll take regular terms and use the acronym and reframe it, and I also have to warn you up front, your humble host does use four-letter words, and especially a four-letter F-U word, which you'll hear frequently throughout the show, but be aware of that. I'm warning you up front. I use a four-letter F-U word regularly, liberally. So we're going to say a big shout-out. We have, wow, (laughs) look at this. We have two cities and different parts of the world, one very ancient, one fairly modern, uh, and we have, oh, wow, 30, 40, 60 Wow, almost 100 people from one and about 89 from another. And they're both what we call sister cities. So the first sister city is known to most people in the United States of America as the Twin Cities. It's St. Paul, Minneapolis, and with a river running through the middle of them. So one part of the city is called St. Paul and the other part across the river is called Minneapolis. But they are really, in today's world, one city. Everybody calls them the Twin Cities because, to say, St. Paul, Minneapolis takes enough time to um, have a big deep breath. So we have a big shout-out and hello to people in St. Paul, Minneapolis, or in what the name of the state is called Minnesota. Some call it Minnesota, but we call it Minnesota, especially now when it's February, (laughs) where it's probably somewhere between 10 and 20 below zero. Yes, it's cold. It's so cold that in the downtown area, almost all the buildings, and we're talking about buildings over 10 stories, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 story buildings, have built-in walkways connecting the buildings. So if you enter into a building somewhere in downtown, you can literally almost go throughout the entire downtown, never having to go back into the street again. You can walk in warmth and comfort, building to building to building. Well, that's St. Paul, Minneapolis. And now a huge hello from over 100 people now from one of the oldest twin cities in the world called Budapest. Budapest. Most people who don't travel that much don't realize that there is a city called Buda, and it's not in uh, the Orient, and it has nothing to do with the Buddha, but it's called Buda. And the city opposite on the opposite bank is called Pest, P-E-S-T. And of course, there was a bridge built, and people shook hands, and they 
created a one larger city called Budapest. Quite beautiful, quite amazing in Hungary and um, very wonderful. I have uh, some dear, dear friends from Budapest. So we have a big shout out and hello from two twin cities in various parts of the world. And again, thank God over 253,000 people listening to us on this magic amazing idea called internet radio we are voiceamerica.com voiceamerica.com and the name of the show is the joy of living as i said we use acronyms on this show to reorient and reframe the way we look at things because when you do that and you move just a tiny bit out of your comfort zone and re-examine things then you can change the way you look and you can become a good looking person in other words the filter of your life is that you're always looking for and finding the good so let's begin with one simple one www we talked about the internet so most people you speak with or ask will tell you well it has something to do with the internet it's true but the real sense of www for you remember this show is all about you is What a wonderful world. And yes, what a, W-H-A-T-A, is a word. What a wonderful world. That's WWW. And of course, a tip of the hat to wonderful Satchmo for teaching us all that wonderful song. What a wonderful world. Another great acronym is something that People do very often during the day. You hear something, uh, whether it's uh, an insight into life or it's uh, something about business or sports or something, you say, wow, that's your first exclamation, wow. Well, what does wow stand for? Words of wisdom. And we're going to hear a lot of that today because we have a guest, a friend. One of the more remarkable people I've had the pleasure of interacting with over the past few years, his name is Michael Gelb, G-E-L-B, and he is a wow. You're going to hear not only hear words of wisdom, you're going to be able to apply practically the things he's going to share with us in the course of the next little bit after we come back from a break in a few minutes. One of my favorites, oh, now I'm going to tell you my F-U word. You ready, everybody? F. U-N-N, fun, fun, because if you're not living and you don't have fun, there's something wrong with what you're doing. Oh, hello, F-U, everybody, but you say, wait a minute, Mr. Shaw, that's not how you spell fun. Well, that's how I spell it, F-U, capital N, capital N, so when you see your family and your friends, you tell them, F-U with a big smile on your face and say, NN, fun, hello, in which we right now ask everybody, if you really want to do something good for you, then give me five. Share this show. Go on to voiceamerica.com, do a search, Joy of Living, and share this show, this podcast, with at least five people. Family, friends, and especially somebody that you either don't like or you think doesn't like you. Because when you share it with them, you're going to build a bridge. When you build that bridge, you're going to create harmony and love and peace and joy and happiness. So F you, everybody. Tell them. Give me five. Because we want to get over a million people listening to the show on a regular basis. Because when that happens, it's a, a bit of a tipping point. And we can go mad. Mad stands for make a difference. So, here's my most favorite at the moment of all the acronyms in all the world. And I think you're really going to love this one. People who have been listening for a number of years already know this one. But I, I love to share it because there's always somebody in the crowd of a quarter of a million people who says, wow. You hear that? Wow. And this acronym is the word SMILE. SMILE. Because what does SMILE stand for? Seeing miracles in life every day. Yeah, that's a big wow. (laughs) Seeing miracles in life every day. Not once in a while. Not just, ooh, something happened. Seeing miracles in life every day. 
And today, of course, you tuned in, you purposely tuned in or listening to the joy of living because you know that this time provides you with enough nourishment in terms of your mind and your body and your spiritual being to keep you going until you listen again. Now, we have people, by the way, that listen to one this show two, three times in a row just because once is not enough. Seeing miracles in life every day. And one of the miracles is the human experience. So in this human experience, I'm introducing to you a great person. His name is Michael Gelb, G-E-L-B. You can Google him. Uh, He is a compelling and charismatic figure. His, His world is built upon helping people understand that you can be creative. You can be creative. You can live with innovation and be a leader in your world. Creativity, innovation, and leadership. These are the ideas that make Michael Gelb get out of bed in the morning and do wondrous things for people. So when we come back from the break, just about a minute or so, we're going to have the ability to hear from him, maybe a few words from me as well, hear from him his message that he's been working on and honing for decades. Yes, even though he's only 31 years old, he's been doing this since he's 11, so he's been doing it for decades. Actually, not he's a bit older than that, but the point is that he has been doing it for decades and growing, and that's part of his message, that you're never, ever too old to keep growing, and it gets better with age. So when we come back from the break, you are going to be able to meet one of the most dynamic, powerful, creative people in the world. He's going to show you, Y-O-U, how to think like a genius, because you really are. When you recognize who you really are, you are going to go out and just by living your life in a good-looking way, You're going to go mad and make a difference. Okay, we'll see you in just about 30, well, I'm just back from the break. We're going to the break in a couple of uh, seconds, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. We're going to meet Michael Gelb, and we're going to speak about being creative, innovative, and leading because you are a good-looking person. Remember, F you, everybody. Let's have a lot of fun. See you in just a bit. Bye now. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Would you like to donate to your favorite cause without costing you a penny? Of course you would. Delighted.com is the one place where you can learn how to shop your favorite brands and give money to your favorite cause at the same time. Please go to Delighted.com. That's D-L-Y-T-E-D.com. Your favorite brands and causes have paired up with Delighted.com. Get electronic gift cards in seconds. Have a night out, travel, or just make your everyday purchases. And remember, you are giving to your favorite cause without spending a thing. It's easy and good. D-L-Y-T-E-D.com. Enjoy. There's nothing better than spreading joy, happiness, peace, and love. And now you can do so by giving Keep Smiling cards. The Daily Smile mission is to promote joy, happiness, peace, and love to all. Help the world to reach the goal of 10 million Keep Smiling cards in circulation by 2020. The best part is that the Keep Smiling cards cost you nothing. All you pay is the postage cost. Go to thedailysmile.com and order your card. Join the Keep Smiling movement right now. Visit thedailysmile.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Joy of Living with Barry Shore. To participate in today's program, we invite you to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Barry at BarryShore.com. Now, back to The Joy of Living. Good morning, beautiful Bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And what could be more good than spending time with one of the great channels of goodness in this world? His name is Michael Gelb, G-E-L-B. He is, in my humble opinion, the father of creativity, innovation, leadership, and all the way from Sleepy Hollow, New York. We are asking Michael to say a big hello to everybody worldwide and to come on the show. Michael, welcome. Welcome and F you, everybody. <laughs> this is a man who gets F you. F you, everybody. Let's have some fun. So let's start off on that wonderful. <laughs> you got me, baby. That was that was beautiful. Uh, speaking of F you and having fun, I'm going to tell everybody just a couple of uh, ideas, and I'd like you to just expound on them because part of Michael's. Uh, CV, you know, everybody lists what, who, where you speak, like, you know, he, he speaks to IBM and Nike and ATT and Microsoft and Mattel. Yeah, that's great. But he speaks to regular people. I want to emphasize a couple of small things that you'll find in his resume, but to me personally, they make a huge difference. And two of those things are that Michael is a certified teacher of the Alexander Technique which I'm sure registers with probably six people out of the 253,000 people listening. <laughs> and he, he's also a master juggler. Now, everybody knows juggling loves it, but I'd like him to expound just a tiny bit on the Alexander Technique, which is a movement technique, and juggling, and Aikido, because he's also a master Aikido, of course, and how that relates to creativity. Michael? Sure. Wow. What a wonderful question. Thank you so much. Yes, the Alexander Technique is the methodology taught at the Juilliard School in New York, the Royal Academy of Music and the Royal Academy of Drama in London, and at performance training schools all over the world to help people develop stage presence. And I, even though I wasn't a musician or officially an actor, I was fascinated by it because I thought stage presence would be really useful in life. <laughs> and all the world's a stage. Right? All the world's a stage. I mean, so, and Alexander himself, it turns out, was a, a Shakespearean actor back in Australia uh, at the, uh, in the 1890s, and he had problems with his voice in the middle of performances, he went to doctors, he went to voice coaches, they told him to rest his voice, they gave him various guidance, none of it worked. Uh, He might have given up, but he really loved the theater, he loved Shakespeare, and he said, there must be something that I am doing that's causing my problem. Of course, they didn't have video in those days, so he set up some mirrors, and he practiced reciting in front of the mirrors, and he started to notice a pattern of tension that was associated with the process of speaking. As he studied this pattern, he realized that it began as soon as he even thought about speaking. And he went on this journey to figure out how to free himself from this habitual pattern that led to the evolution of this genius technique. And he became famous on the stage. He came to London, where he became known as the protector of the London theater because he gave lessons to many of the top actors and actresses of his time. And part of what appealed to me about this work, besides the idea that 
stage presence, life presence seemed to be a very useful thing to study and to teach was creativity, the essence of creativity, if you want to, or innovation, we take the word innovation, nova means new, of course. If it's creative, it means it's new. It means it's something you haven't thought of before. And what Alexander's work is all about is becoming aware of your habits, of the patterns and tendencies that happen automatically that may not support your best functioning and learning first not to do what you habitually do when you are, for example, preparing to speak. Now, that to me is at the essence of the creative process. If you can become more self-aware, learn your habitual ways of thinking, and then let go of some of those habits, you create tremendous possibility for something new to come in. So that's just part of how the Alexander work relates to the creative process. That uh, I'm taking copious notes and loving it because you've hit on three things all at once as if we were working with a um, piano and tuning fork and creating a great song here. You said the pattern of tension was broken, but a pattern of tension can even exist merely by thinking. And I am extracting now, based on what you said, that pattern of thinking which constricts doesn't allow creativity to flow. Is that a fair assumption? In other words, once you learn how to change your habit, all of a sudden you become that conduit for creativity and innovation and genius which lies dormant in every single person. Is that possible? That's, that's brilliantly stated. And to, to answer what you asked about how that relates to juggling and then Aikido, so I was training as an Alexander Technique teacher, and I thought, okay, let me test out this Alexander practice. I had previously learned how to juggle, but I thought if I could free myself from some patterns of tension that are emerging when I attempt to do difficult tricks or when I try to learn four balls or five balls, if I can become freer, then I'll be able to juggle more balls and do more tricks. <laughs> so actually, I actually stopped juggling for three months and just focused on my Alexander Technique practice. And when I came back, all of a sudden, I could do four balls. I could do tricks I couldn't do before. I had so much more freedom and flexibility. And this freedom and flexibility of body and mind is the essence of the creative process. So then I thought... Now that I've, I've become a pretty good juggler, uh, I thought that martial arts offered a fabulous way to study how I responded to stress and could I free myself from some habitual patterns that emerge in relationship to conflict. Because you know, there's something about somebody coming to whack you uh, on the head. It does. First of all, it gets your full attention. (laughs) 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 Uh, F you, baby. F you. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) What I loved about Aikido was Aikido's uh, philosophically very sophisticated in the sense of attempting to utilize the force of uh, an attacker without redirect that force without harming the person. Uh, or uh, at least doing minimal harm. And I thought that that was more philosophically evolved than many other. With us today is Michael Gelb. He was just telling us about Aikido and the philosophically oriented idea of being able to make sure that you don't get harmed and try and do as little harm to the other person as possible. That is very creative and very innovative. And I must say that is the ability to be a leader to understand that you are in charge. Please, Michael, give us a little more insight into what's going on in your world and how you help people become more creative, innovative, and leadership-oriented. Absolutely. Well, I learned first from the Alexander Technique to become more self-aware and to avoid falling into the same automatic patterns of tension that might interfere with a sense of ease and flow in everyday life. And that opened up a deep insight into the whole nature of creativity, uh, which I then explored further 
by learning to juggle first three, then four, then five balls and flaming clubs and juggling with Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones on stage uh, at the Nebworth Rock Festival uh, uh, on a stage that was shaped like Mick Jagger's mouth in front of an audience of hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, excuse me. Can I say wow to that? Hello, everybody. Let's give Michael a big, Michael, you're getting 253,000 people saying wow. F you, baby, F you. Right? Uh, uh, and then, then I immersed myself in, in the art of Aikido because it just seemed to be, if I was going to be teaching people how to become free from habitual patterns, that the metaphor of a martial art was ideal because we all, you may not get somebody whacking you with a stick on a daily basis, but when somebody says something that you feel is insulting or somebody is demanding or giving you a hard time in some way, or you perceive that, uh, that's something that sets off very strong habitual patterns that often lead to less than creative responses. So I thought, let me go and study how to deal with real conflict situations and be poised in the midst of them and be free from the automatic stress responses. And I'm still, you know, this, I've been studying this for decades and decades. There's always more to learn. One never has mastered it. There's always some situation that will throw you off. The question is, how quickly can you recover? By the way, everybody, let me interrupt you there or put you on hold just for a moment because that is itself, we're, everybody, you just invested time to hear that. <laughs> we all know that famous line of that you, can, you fall seven and get up eight because it's the ability to come back. If I may just put in a personal note here, one of the reasons I was specifically asking about Alexander Technique and juggling and such is – most everybody here listening has been hearing me for a number of years already, but there are always a few tens of thousands of people who just turn in for the tune in for the first time. So your humble host, Barry Shore, uh, 15 years ago was standing up in the morning, just like I hope 99.99% of everybody listening. And that evening, in a matter of hours, I was in the hospital paralyzed from my neck down. I became... Sorry? I said, yikes. Yeah, that's a yikes. I'll have to find a great acronym for you. <laughs> that was the ultimate F-U-N-N. So um, yeah. I went from being hardy and robust, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and now I'm completely paralyzed. Nothing on my body moves, or as my doctor used to is fond of telling everybody who listened to him, when I first met Barry Shore, all he could do was move his mouth. Now, I'm much better now, <laughs> but, but part of the reason <clears throat> that I have progressed and I'm able to be somewhat vertical and ambulatory, even though I can't walk up a stair by myself or a curb, and I use a six and a half foot walking stick made for me by a Zen master, but I am able to move a bit. Um, one of the people who helped me with therapy is a great guy from England, and he was a Alexander Technique teacher as well. So I had some wow. idea. And here you go from a yeah. guy who's paralyzed, Michael. Talk about the ultimate tension. <laughs> and the ability to begin to move ever so slightly certain parts of my body and now regain and have the, the we'll call it the, the fluid, even though it was obviously spirit, the fluid of creativity flowing through my being, enabling me to be able to fuse the body and the mind because my mind was always strong and positive and powerful and purposeful and prayerful. And now to be able to have that invigorate me uh, was a very big benefit and obviously still helps me to this very day. So when you tell us about the Alexander technique and Aikido and juggling and that that real that interaction with body and mind to create. By the way, I just while we're talking, I'm I'm, I'm speaking to the master, but I'm going to offer it up. I just created a um, a great acronym for create, or at least I think it is. You ready? So create Go. is spelled C R E A T E. Create, in my mind, stands for cause rethinking, enabling all to excel. Wow. <laughs> you like that, huh? I love it, man. I love acronyms. 
Right. So <laughs> speaking of acronyms and great people and such, uh, I'm going to make a quote. I'm going to read a quote from this wonderful, amazing man named Michael Gelb, and I like him to wax eloquent on one of his favorite subjects, which is one of the most amazing human beings that ever walked the earth, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. So Michael is quoted, I'm quoting him as saying the following, creative energy is our greatest untapped resource. Creative energy is our greatest untapped resource. If you would be kind enough, Michael, to share with us, remember, this show is all about you, you people that are listening. Tell us about Leonardo da Vinci and what makes you feel that he's that that channel of great creative energy that really can make a difference for people. Wonderful. Well, you know, Leonardo was one of my childhood heroes, along with Superman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and I remember, I remember when I discovered you know Superman was only a comic book character, but Leonardo was real, and the more I learned about him, the more amazing he seemed to be because he embodied all talents and abilities, these remarkable gifts of both science and art and invention. So as I got into First, I trained as an Alexander Technique teacher, and then one of my Alexander Technique students happened to be a very high-level business consultant, and he brought me in on a seminar for some senior executives, and I shared with them a few examples of Leonardo da Vinci, and they seemed intrigued. So over the years, I studied more. I read all his notebooks over and over again, and then... It just, uh, actually, I was, I was on my way to Italy to speak to a group of company presidents, and they told me they wanted me to speak about something that would be, that I'd never spoken on before, that would be really inspiring. And I just got this aha idea. I said, how about if I give a talk called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci? Woo, great so one. That, <laughs> yeah. Well, I gave that talk, and they loved it, and I said, hey, maybe I ought to turn this into a book. So I spent the next four years, I wrote that book. It came out in 1998. It's, it, this is the 21-year anniversary of How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. And what I did was, reading the notebooks of Leonardo, and put myself in his consciousness. I really tuned into him. I, I literally went and walked his footsteps. I went to the place he was born. I went to the place he died. Uh, I contemplated his artworks. I met some of the world's leading Da Vinci scholars. Uh, I started having dreams about him, and from those dreams, seven principles emerged. And the great thing is, it wasn't just a mystical downloading, it was a careful reading of Leonardo's notebooks. I looked for the advice that he was giving to his students, and it became really clear. So I abstracted that advice into really practical things that people can do to really think like the greatest genius who ever lived. And some of those are? Well, the first one is one that comes very naturally to you. It is curiosity. It's our birthright. Yes. It's the, it's the thing that drives our energy forward. So we, 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 in the introduction to this part of our conversation, you talked about, you gave my quote about creative energy. And how do you access creative energy? Through curiosity. That's why children are the most curious people. They also have the most wild imaginations and the most energy. So whatever age you are, if you would like to have more energy, you want to just experience a renaissance of your curiosity and play with your imagination. So curiosity is the first principle, and that leads to the second one, which focuses on cultivating the ability to think critically, to think independently, to really think for yourself, to be an original thinker. And that, uh, you know, at the time of Leonardo, that was hard to do because it was hard to get access to information. Books were very rare. Now, the challenge to independent thinking is there's too much information, and people right. are overwhelmed, and they have trouble thinking for themselves, and not just 
rearranging their prejudices, as uh, William James referred to it. By the way, that, that uh, so, let me interrupt you for just a point. I want to put please, for, please. for everybody, and let's put it in a historical context. Approximately, when we're talking, what, 17th century Leonardo or 15th century? Leonardo's uh, uh, 1452 to 1519. Okay, so just to put it in, into context, so 15th century, and when you say 1452, interesting enough, for me personally, it's a very famous year of 1453, because that was the year when Gutenberg first had his first movable type press, and the first book, as it were, was printed. So we're talking about the, the cradle of knowledgeable dissemination, the ability to have some access to, like you said, knowledge on, even though on a small scale, but when you have less, you can put more time into it. So we now live in a world, as you said, I call it MILK, and MILK stands for more information, less knowledge. You got all yeah, really, no kidding. <laughs> right, so, it, it, so Michael is telling us and sharing with us, hey, everybody, take a breath, Learn how to move a little bit, get your curiosity going, and begin to think. Oh, my gosh, Michael, think for yourself. Thank you. That is <laughs> well, I was going to say, that's genius. <laughs> right? Well, it's interesting you mentioned 1453 and Gutenberg, because the other thing that happened in 1453 uh, was the fall of Byzantium. And, yes. Right? And so what happened was all of the scholars not all of them, but a lot of the scholars who had had access to all of the old Greek manuscripts and works in Latin, all left Constantinople uh, and came over to Europe, and to Italy in particular, and so they brought these manuscripts with them, and just around the time the printing press is getting underway, so it was the Renaissance was this amazing information explosion, this classical wisdom, much of which was obscured uh, and not available. Suddenly you had the technology to print it. And even though it was all Latin and Greek, so only nobles or clerics could read it. Now, Leonardo da Vinci taught himself Latin when he was 40 years old, so he could read these uh, texts, which were becoming increasingly available. So it's, it's there, and, and there was uh, just this amazing explosion of incredible knowledge and wisdom that people were so hungry for. And now, you know, what's great, the good news about the time we live in now is if you know how to curate your life, if you know how to uh, apply the second principle for thinking like Leonardo da Vinci, this is the greatest time ever to be alive. You can get more access to more brilliance, more genius, more wisdom, more of the cultural expressions of all of the world's traditions at the highest level, instantaneously and for free. But, by the way, that's exactly Michael is that saying is, exactly what's happening now. Listen, pe- yeah. hundreds of thousands of people listening to us, Michael. Tens and tens of thousands are going to download this, and they're getting from you for free the greatest possible insights into expanding their mind and their bodies so that they can live life to the full. Faye, you are wonderful. Wow. You, did you hear the applause from hundreds of thousands of people? You're fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Right? We appreciate but you. The, but the thing is, we also have to, you know, we have to remind those folks, too, to be careful because wherever you go, while, you know, they're obviously uh, clever enough and have enough of a sense of uh, attunement to curating their own lives to find their way to your show. Uh, But what we all know is there's endless temptation and seduction trying to take you away from being good-looking, trying to take (laughs) you away from fun, trying to lure you into various rabbit holes that are filled with just the worst that the world has to offer. So, you know, it's just amazing. It's so, you know, it's so Dickensian. It is the best of times and the worst of times. You can get the best of everything, but if you don't take responsibility 
for consciously curating what's coming in to your, your soul, what you're allowing into your mind, what you're allowing into your energy field, the default setting in our world today is not truth, beauty, and goodness. It's not genius. Uh, so you have to be consciously choosing to focus on bringing into your life uh, beauty and wisdom and and then it's easier to smile it's easier to share the miracle of life with people every day it's easier to be in the state of uh, fun and 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 here's what the other thing we know is that emotions are contagious for better and for worse so more than ever you got to be careful what you catch and and spread and i just love that you are devoted to spreading joy and wisdom and fun. Woo! <laughs> Talk about uh, kindred spirits, Mr. Gelb. So we're going to go to a break in just a few seconds. I'm going to ask you a huge favor. Can you stay on through the break and give us another two or three minutes after the break? Because sure, I don't want to sure, just let sure. you go without a big hug and some real just uh, some essential, essential oils of wisdom. So can you stay on for a little bit more? Of course, of course. My oh, pleasure. Thank you, everybody. We love you. We'll, we'll see you back here in just a couple minutes. Stay with it because this is the best that there is. Okay, see you in just a bit. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. There's nothing better than spreading joy, happiness, peace, and love. And now you can do so by giving Keep Smiling cards. The Daily Smile Mission is to promote joy, happiness, peace, and love to all. Help the world to reach the goal of 10 million Keep Smiling cards in circulation by 2020. The best part is that the Keep Smiling cards cost you nothing. All you pay is the postage cost. Go to thedailysmile.com and order your card. Join the Keep Smiling movement right now. Visit thedailysmile.com. Would you like to donate to your favorite cause without costing you a penny? Of course you would. Delighted.com is the one place where you can learn how to shop your favorite brands and give money to your favorite cause at the same time. Please go to Delighted.com. That's D-L-Y-T-E-D.com. Your favorite brands and causes have paired up with Delighted.com. Get electronic gift cards in seconds. Have a night out, travel, or just make your everyday purchases. And remember, you are giving to your favorite cause without spending a thing. It's easy and good. D lyted.com and join join chris epting every week for the moment chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet including authors artists and athletes and that's just the a-list these celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Joy of Living with Barry Shore. To participate in today's program, we invite you to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Barry at barryshore.com. Now, back to The Joy of Living. Good morning, beautiful Bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And we have good overflowing. Our cup runneth over with love. We have Michael Gelb, and he's talking to us, sharing with us, giving us insights into one of the greatest human beings and geniuses that ever lived. And the reason he's doing it is because, remember, this show, The Joy of Living, is all about you. So he's talking about Leonardo da Vinci. He's talking about creative genius. 
And I just want to share one quote that Michael likes to use about himself and Leonardo, and then ask him to spend a few more minutes with us before he has to leave. And that quote is from Leonardo, and it's a quote from Michael as well, and it is very simple. I wish to work miracles. Now, if that's not a great mission statement, I don't know what is. Michael, I'm so happy you, you agreed to stay with us for a few more minutes. Please talk about miracles and, and that everybody, I mean everybody, has the ability to do what you're talking about. Absolutely. Well, it's so great. Uh, I love that quote. Uh, it's Leonardo wrote that in his notebook. Uh, it was the opening of his notebook when he's a young man, I wish to work miracles. And... What's so wonderful is he, because he provides not just inspiration, wow, what a genius, but practical guidance in these seven principles. And the book, uh, uh, How to Think Like Leonardo, is filled with lots of actual practical things people can do to embody these characteristics, because where it really comes to life is when you begin to work these miracles in your life. So, and to me, that's what gives me the greatest pleasure is, translating the wisdom of history's greatest genius to help people. I had one uh, father wrote to me. He said, uh, he said, this book gave me everything I always wanted to teach my children, but didn't have the words to say. So every child is born with the potential, the same neural layout as Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, But Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's say that one more time. I want everybody to hear that and and feel it in their tummy. Please say that again. <laughs> sure. I think I said something like we all have the same neural neural layout, the same endowment. We have 100 billion brain cells, but they did not come with a manual, and people don't understand the operating system. So we look to these great examples. We look to Leonardo da Vinci, we look to uh, one of my other favorites, Queen Elizabeth the uh, First, Thomas Edison. How about Thomas Bucky Jefferson, Fuller? Bucky Fuller, more contemporary, amazing Renaissance super genius. Uh, and and this is you know this comes back to what we talked about earlier in terms of curating your life. Is you can now besides you know listening to the Barry Shore show which obviously we're all doing <laughs> and thank you, can, you for it but you can every night before you go to sleep uh, uh, watch you know a free documentary about Leonardo da Vinci about Edison about uh, Picasso about uh, uh, you know more contemporary people buck buck mr fuller uh, mary oliver the great poet recently passed away study her works fill your mind with Genius, with inspiration, with spiritual teachings, with love, with goodness, with joy. There's so much available. Uh, and, and not to mention comedy, which is the other part of how I, uh, I, I prepare myself uh, each day. Comedy, genius, and spiritual teaching. <laughs> <laughs> this is so important. Everybody here is, first of all, very thankful we, we've practiced on this show, Michael, that thank you, saying those two words are the words that unlock the ability to see miracles in life every day. So we practice on literally making sure that at least 15 times a day, at least, you say thank you. So I'm going to say thank you for the entire quarter of a million people listening and the tens of thousands of people who will download the podcast. And again, give me five. Share this, everybody, because this, this time with Michael Gelb is so wonderful. It's practical. It's useful. Look up his book. Go to my website, barryshore.com. It's featured there, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. Look at his video. It's on the website, barryshore.com. And then just check out Michael Gelb. This is this is life itself, and life, as you know, is an acronym which means living for eternity. Michael, let me say thank you. Give you a big hug, and we, I'm going to ask you in front of everybody: Would you consider coming back again? Oh, of course, I'd be thrilled. Wow. Okay, here's a big hug. One, two, three. <laughs> Love it. Okay, see you later. And I'm going to just finish up the show with everybody. Okay, 
wonderful beings, beautiful, beloved, immortal beings. Here's another great quote from Michael. Your brain is designed to improve with use. Or as we say in the vernacular, use it or lose it. It's a law. But think about that. Your brain is designed to improve with use. It gets better every single day when you know how to breathe and look good because you're good looking. And the most important habit that you can have, the most important habit you can have is to be open to surprise and wonder and playful exploration. It's also from Michael. As I've mentioned many times on the show, we all have four ages. Everybody Once you get past the age of 21 chronologically, we all exist in four different ages at the same time. One is your chronological age. In my case, it's the 70, just a number. The metabolic age, that's your ability to physically do things in the world. For me, it's 46. Even though I can't walk very well, I swim. I swim two miles a day, six days a week, and have done so for almost 13 years. And I eat well, so my metabolism is good. Then you have your mental acuity age. Mine's about 28, sharp, there. Because I hang around with 28-year-olds and 27s and 30s. And it's good because I'm in the internet world. And my SOW, what I consider my most important age, my SOW is eight. And you say, wait a minute, what's SOW? Well, those who have been listening for a long time know SOW stands for sense of wonder. What's your sense of wonder? Don't go beyond 10. Double digits, already different world. I'm at eight. Stay there. Be playful. See the world for what it is. It is the best possible time to be alive. Live the blessing. Plant the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. And go out there and make a difference. Go mad! Because when you do, you will cause rethinking, enabling all to excel. And therefore, you are now part of creation. Joy, happiness, peace, and love. See you again soon. Best wishes. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Joy of Living. Please join Barry Shore for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And as Barry says, give me five. Share this show with five people you love. Bring joy into your heart and love unto others. And we'll see you here next week.